Hello, everybody. This is the Friday edition of Dow of the Day. You know what that means? I won't be around over the weekend. Um, it is, and I actually reached out to Paul this weekend, so I probably won't be doing a talk on Sunday either. Uh, just because, you know, you need some time. Sometimes you just need to step away. And I'm taking taking some advice from my buddy um, Dr. Rao, and we're not going to come back. We're, not, we're just going to we're going to we're going to spend the entire weekend just being in Dow without talking about it. Without we're just going to be in the present moment. We're not going to be doing anything like that. So, so as the Friday edition, I'm coming on a little later so we can kind of pull in some of our Pacific Pacific time people and uh, see what uh, what we have in store for us today. So the Dow. Uh, if you are not familiar with the Tao Te Ching, it's an ancient text written about 600 BCE, and it consists of 81 chapters of uh, just text to help us live a more reasonable life. So if you have a number between 1 and 81, come on up, pick a number, we'll go through it. It's very much like reading a, a tarot card or something like that. The number that you pick often relates to things that are going on in your life, or relates to things that you need to kind of focus on at this moment. And then how can you approach that in a more reasonable way? How can you approach that in a way that is more, um, I don't know what the word is. I, I reasonable is probably the best word for it. How can you approach it with just more understanding and more depth and more, more distance? You know, like when we get caught up in the emotional sort of ups and downs of the things in the world, we often just can't put it all together and we get burned out and we get frustrated and then we have to pacify. And, and now we're in this cycle. We can find ourselves in this cycle of getting emotionally distraught and then having to pacify. And that process can happen without us even noticing that we're emotionally distraught. We can just be hiding little things. We can be living under the influence of our parents. We can be living under the influence of the food that we ate earlier today. And that can often move us into a state of wanting to pacify even more. And then we get into this cycle. And as we're in this cycle, we get further and further away from who we are. Get further and further away from living in a reasonable way. We find ourselves trapped in this cycle find ourselves not being able to find a way out of the cycle of just influence and pacifying, influence and pacifying, influence and pacifying. So when we move towards the space of recovering to who we are, we are more readily, it's more readily available to us, the space of, of living in a reasonable way. Meaning that I am not going to respond to you in a way that is uh, not reasonable. I'm not going to ask you to change for me, but I'm going to ask myself to change the expectations I have coming into this. Change the expectations that I have around this situation. So if you have a number between 1 and 81 you want to pick, definitely join me. Otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and pick a number. You know, I've read these so many times, but I still don't know all of them. Like, I couldn't tell you what 16 says, but I am going to pick 16. And this uh, this relates to 
Um, this, this is interesting. So one of the things that I have uh, run across, uh, thank you, Ashley, hope you're doing well. If you have a number between one and 81, definitely join me up here and we can chat a little bit about the, uh, about the Dow. So one of the numbers that I picked recently was like, stop thinking and end your problems. I forget what number that was, but here I am picking number 16. And this number starts with empty your mind of all thoughts. Let your heart be at peace. So I definitely, Ashley is going to join me. I'll return to 16. Ashley, how are you? Good morning. How are you? I am well. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, I actually don't have a number, so I thought I would pop in for the one you had chosen. All right. Well, we'll 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 cover sixteen together. Sounds good. All right. Wonderful. So let's start with just reading it through, and then we'll get some ideas about what what, what you think, and then we'll go through it line by line. Okay. Empty your mind of all thoughts. Let your heart be at peace. Watch the turmoil of beings, but contemplate their return. Each separate being in the universe returns to the common source. Returning to the source is serenity. If you don't realize the source, you stumble in confusion and sorrow. When you realize where you come from, you naturally become tolerant, disinterested, amused, kind-hearted as a grandmother, dignified as a king, immersed in the world in the wonder of the Tao, you can deal with whatever life brings you. And when death comes, you are ready. I like that one. That was a good pick. That is a good one. I think it speaks to the fact that when we're not, um, when we're not thinking, when we're anything other than an observational state, that's when we're in our ego and not in our state of being in the Tao. And I think when we see the turmoil around us through other people and are just observing it, we don't have to stress or worry about it because we know that they are still part of the Tao and will return there eventually, regardless. And I think that speaks to, you know, the grandmother state and stuff, how we would be. Yeah, kind-hearted as a grandmother. Yeah. Right? I, I really like that word of disinterested. It's not, it's not yeah. like you don't care, but you're just like, oh, Wow, wow. It's unaffected. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. observing it. Yeah. I think that's really cool because I think a lot of times, you know, we we take on life stressors or other people's stresses that aren't our own. And I think if more people learn to be in more of an observational state, it doesn't mean you can't be there for them. It just means you're not allowing it to affect you and your well-being. Yeah. And I think we can, and, and, you know, like, and I, and I know this is true for me at the very least that when I'm an observer, I can do more, I can, I can do more good over the, and, and I don't even want to call it good. I can, I can, I can be more present when I'm mm-hmm. not overly emotionally invested in what is happening. Like if I'm, if I can be an observer of what is happening, then I make choices that are infinitely more balanced and infinitely more like beneficial to the whole. Well, it's kind of like when you're thinking, you know, you're seeing it from a higher perspective in a sense, because like you said, you're not affected by it in an emotional stance. So your emotions, your human side of you 
your all those things are, aren't getting in the way the things that you're ingrained with all those things that we all have when we're in an observational state all that falls away and you're just seeing it for what it is yeah you know that reminds me of the phrase like you can't see the forest through the trees like you want to make sure that you recognize that this is a forest mm -hmm. you know and there's lots of trees here and if you get caught up on one tree you're going to be missing like the fact that this is a forest and you're going to be like sitting here trying to save this one tree while every other one might be dying and it's like yes. or, you know like every other one is like is supporting it as well and so like there's this there's this ability to just take take that step back and observe it yeah it reminds me of um i love the symbolism of the eagle because the, or even the owl they usually have it in uh, totem poles usually towards the top of the totem pole because it looks at things from the observational state kind of looks down upon everything and sees things from a perspective of where it's not affected like the other animals would be being on the ground in amongst each other so yeah. they can just see things for what it is and then make their you know their their observations or their opinions based off that yeah beautiful like what yeah this is a really nice one and as we as we start to go through it line by line you know it starts with empty your mind of all thoughts let your heart be at peace and i always like to bring the the the, the, the first line and the last lines together, just so we can remember that they're mm -hmm. connected. You know, sometimes it takes us through a journey and we like, oh, that's nice, here's this thing. So empty your mind of all thoughts, let your heart be at peace. But the last line is immersed in the wonder of the Tao. You can deal with whatever life brings you and when death comes, you are ready. Oh, I so love that. that. That's cool. Yeah, that's the last line. But when we, but when we, but how do we get immersed in the wonder of the Tao? We go back to the first line. It's the empty silence. your mind yep. of all thoughts and let your heart be at peace. That will immerse you in the wonder of the Tao. Yeah, that puts you exactly where you need to be. And I love that it says in the beauty of peace, because to me, that silence, that observation state, that that is the true essence of beauty and serenity because you're not being affected. You just are, you're just yeah. seeing everything for what it is. Right. And, and after that, let your heart be a peace line, watch the turmoil of beings, but contemplate their return. And that's hard to do. That's hard. To, and I find it hard because I'm the type of person where if I see someone, especially someone I care about being hurt, it's hard for me not to be like, you know, a mother bear and you know want to bite whatever you know <laughs> right. after whoever's hurting them so it's hard or you, you want to like, help yeah so it's hard but i understand like you give better advice or better you can be there better because sometimes listening is all they need mm -hmm. and just being there and really just allowing it them to sit there and have a place they can go to and not have to worry about you being affected by it emotionally either is a healthy thing for them and it teaches them sort of a healthy practice that helps bring them peace when they're going through that turmoil. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I mean, I come out of addiction. I don't know how much you know about my story, but I got 21 years clean and sober and a large aspect of like the reason that I uh, have that is because a person like showed me just this, this amount of respect that was, that was just, they asked me really kind of point blank with a lot of love and without expectation of my answer. They were like, is this working for you? 
is this is this where you want to be do you like that you're doing this ultimately is what they asked me i and, like that um, though yeah and and although it took me seven years from that point to get sober it it started me on the journey of self-respect and self-observation you know it, they asked me a question of hey have you looked at this you know because it, it well it gets you to answer the question too not right. them telling you what to do right. but congratulations that's actually really amazing that's mm, that's really big to be able to yeah. do that yeah and you know and and this idea kind like that person didn't see my turmoil or anything about it mm -hmm. he they just, just wanted you to see it from a different perspective right and and he was able to contemplate my return without being attached to it oh i like that that's a good point yeah contemplating your return without being affected by it. that's really cool yeah that's yeah. very true each separate being in the universe returns to the common source, returning to the source of serenity. Now, that could have meant I was going to die. Yeah. And he was okay with that because he knows. I mean, maybe he was okay with that. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Like I could say, I could, I could hope that he was okay with me dying, which is yeah. why he didn't push further to try and change what I was doing. And it is okay that people die. People are going to die. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable. But, we all right. But we can contemplate the return, whether that be in life or in death. That's a good point. Because when you had first said the whole, the whole thing, I had thought more or less like no matter what, in the end, even when we pass away, we'll come back to the Tao. But really, when you had said your story, it's like he was giving you room to find that way yourself in life, which allows you to enjoy the time you have on here, or at least have that peace, that beauty and peace, while you are still here instead of being in the turmoil of addiction. That's pretty huge. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's us able to be. That's us in the space of being able to be without being able to, without having to dictate how other people are going to to live their lives you know so often when we tell people how to do things and what to do they double down on their on their shit and then you know they they go further into the turmoil oh yeah yeah most definitely i i mean i'm terrible for it if someone tells me what to do i'll do the opposite just to right. them. Just, yeah <laughs> just because they think that they can tell you what to do exactly yep yeah. <laughs> if you don't realize the source you stumble in confusion and sorrow and that's it. Like if we don't, if, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, when, when that, when that person told me, like when that person asked me, does this work for you? I started to be able to empty my mind of all the thoughts that were keeping me in sorrow. That's and I was so able true. to yeah. open up to a different concept. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's sort of like, um, you know, they say like the teacher teaches you how to get somewhere where the guru kind of shows you by example in a way. So it's like he, he kind of lights the way, but you still have to find it that way yourself. And it has to be your decision. I felt kind of like that was what that moment was. Like he just sort of opened your perspective to something other than the pain you were going through for you to go, oh, and it may not happen, you know, the very next day, but 
it did open. I mean, look at you now. You said yeah. 21 years. You still remember him saying that and what an impact that had on you to lead you in the right direction. Yeah. And that's the, and, and, and that being in that right direction, of course, it took a long time, but, you know, eventually I became, and, and, and I hope to be this today, like when you realize where you come from, which took me a long time, this isn't something that it's just like, oh, I get it and move on. And, and I think we yeah. try to get it and then move on. And like, they're, they're too bent on this idea of a destination. It's not a destination. It's, it's a constant journey. And that's what I love about that. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. the journey. Don't. And I think when we, when we're pushing for that destination, you're really totally, you're going in the opposite direction. Really. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause you, cause as soon as you have a destination, your mind isn't empty. Exactly. Yep. And your heart isn't at peace. Your heart is, I am going somewhere that I am not currently at right now. And that means mm -hmm. your heart is, is striving to be somewhere that it isn't. When you realize where you come from, so when you realize that you've come from Tao, when you realize that you come from this greater source, you naturally become tolerant, disinterested, amused, kind-hearted as a grandmother, dignified as a king. You know, that person who came up to me and told me about that, they weren't, it, it wasn't like they didn't love me, but they were disinterested in my, in, in, in the answers that I was going to come up with. They were, they were okay with me coming up with the answer that I needed. And they were yeah. disinterested with, the, with what I was going to do. And they were unaffected enough that it didn't affect you in a way other than just opening your mindset to thinking something more than what you had been. Right, right. That's really beautiful. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that with me. I didn't know that about you. That's oh, really well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I, I Usually on Tuesdays I do a talk that's titled "On Recovery" and that and that and that's and that's all about recovery and and I talk about what is it we're recovering to, beyond what we're recovering from, and um, and I do workshops and other things like that and I train drug and alcohol rehab counselors and things so that's a big it's a big aspect of the work that I do. Well, I think that I knew that you did that and I think that this to me, that just shows why not just your ability to be unaffected and being in the Tao, but the fact that you do really realize where it is they're coming from, I think is really honorable that you want to give back and help people. And thanks for having me up here. I appreciate it. I always have fun up here with you. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to read this last line and then we'll, yeah. we'll wrap it up. Immersed in the wonder of the Tao, you can deal with whatever life brings you. And when death comes, you are ready. And you know, and death is an interesting thing because we can die to our own identity. We can die to who we are at, at any moment. And that's, uh, and that's a, you know, it's not just about like the physical death. It's like death of our identity. Just like I died yes. an addict and, and then I died as someone in the space of recovery. And then I died as, you know, and I constantly become who I am at this moment. I was going to say, yeah, a lot of people think that when we're here on earth and affected by our ego, that's true death and that we wake up when we leave this plane. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Thank, Take absolutely. care. Thank you. Take care, Ashley. Bye. Bye-bye. William Blackfox is joining me and uh, we'll get another number. Hey, William, how you doing, man? 
Good, good. I hadn't hadn't been able to hadn't had time to listen to anything for a few days, and I'm like, wow, there you are. I listened to you for a while, and, <laughs> yeah, and you're right saying and, and enjoying all of it. You know, you know, man, I'm interested in in learning as much as I can. You know, and yeah. Here, I might as well learn something, right? That's right. You know, like every it's it's like it's so nice to to like learn rather than pacify or step away or escape you know it's like oh this feels better it just feels better like there is a point where it feels good to just kind of sit and and absorb it but 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 the the learning the kind of being the challenging is like it's that makes life worth it you know yeah yeah what can i learn today that i can use to to help me to grow or to help someone else to, to do something if they ask me the question. I go, wait, you know what? I got an answer for you. That's right. I and, heard yeah, it, I or, heard or, it or, this morning. Or I got an answer for me, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of times it's, 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 I'm just listening. I'm going, that's the answer I've been, that's what I've been missing. That's the answer for me right there. Yeah. And so, you know, the, um, the recovery talk is always the, just inspiring. Oh, yeah. It is like, yeah, it's you know, we're the luckiest, TV. man. We are the luckiest. It's it's definitely it's we got we are the ones that get to get there. So many yeah. people that haven't been through recovery only understand the surface of the things that we understand the depths of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we laugh at things that would make people cry and just have nightmares. Things that we've been through that we we share in a meeting and we laugh about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we understand. We understand. we understand that there's always a way back. Yeah, because our mindset is that of the uh, aliens. We're we're we call them in our meetings. I, I call them uh, the Earthlings out there. They just don't understand. And we yeah, can explain until no. we blew in the face. But if you haven't been there, you don't know. That's right. It's like the drunk that came out the bar and they doing road construction he fell in this big old hole and he's down there and he's yelling help me get me out of here somebody help people keep walking by and going back and forth and finally all of a sudden this guy jumps right in there with him and he's drunk off his butt too yes man now look what you did now we got to get somebody help both of us he goes no 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 i've been here before i know the way follow me yeah you know, that's how we do it. You know, I've been there before. I know the way. Follow me. I know how this deep dark hole is and how to get mm-hmm. out of it. You know. Yeah. So speaking of the way, you got a number between one and eighty-one. Let's look at the Dow. Uh, one and eighty-one. Sixty. Sixty. Off we go. This is a I'll good one. Sixty in October. Oh. Well, October, you got some time. So enjoy 59. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, governing a large country. Now, now, when we talk about governing in the Dow, I don't know if we've talked about this, but we want to talk about governing the body, governing your friendships, governing your relationships, governing all things. So governing a large country is what it says here, but it's like frying a small fish. You spoil mm-hmm. it with too much poking. Yeah. Center your country or yourself in the Tao, and evil will have no power. Not that it isn't there, but you'll be able to step out of its way. Give evil nothing to oppose, and it will disappear by itself. Hmm, very interesting. 
You know, I like this one because it talks about evil. And, you know, a lot of people want to protect themselves from evil, protect themselves for evil. But this one line in here, give evil nothing to oppose. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I've it. Don't mess with it. It's like the, well, my, my wife, she loves her church and, and, and everything. And she's like, you know, if I ain't doing right, the devil ain't going to mess with me. But if I'm doing right, then he's going to mess with me because he doesn't want me to do right. And I go, well, I understand that philosophy. That, that's cool. I understand that. And because uh, I like I like Jesus. You know, he's cool. He had a good message, you know. But I'm personally, I'm traditional Cherokee. And I believe in uh, the traditional uh, spirituality of my people. And it took me years to, to get learned in it and become a someone who could pass it on to others and uh, share my experience like we do in the meetings. You know, we don't Mm -hmm. tell anybody what to do. We just share what we've learned and how we've done it. And uh, so that's, that's what, what I do, what I practice and uh, my prayer, my meditation and uh, asking God only for the knowledge of his will for me and the power to carry that out. I didn't do that for a long time. I was afraid he wanted me to be a preacher or something because I grew up in the church and they wanted me to be a preacher. And uh, I was afraid to do that. But after a while, I started doing it and I found out that, you know, God really don't want much from me to do the next right thing. That's it. That's his will for me every day. Mm -hmm. But that ain't easy to do because I'm selfish. You know, I want to do the next right thing for me, not the next right thing. Now, I'll do that if somebody's looking. Oh, yeah, I'll do the right thing when somebody's looking, but. I have to be able to do it to live where I'm doing it when nobody's looking. But I'm doing the next right thing just because it is the right thing to do. And that has taken me years to even get close to doing it on a daily basis because it is a daily basis. Uh, some days I just say to hell with it. I'm getting what I need to, and I'm going back home. But Buckle, yeah. You know, most, of, most, most days it's, it's uh, not easy. But it's doable because the hardest thing to do is the next right thing and to be honest with people about things, you know, not then brutally honest where you're going to hurt people's feelings, but be honest about yourself and then being honest with yourself. I can convince myself of anything. I'm right. the right thing. This is just the right thing. This is great. I'm great. And I'm wonderful. I can convince myself of anything. But when I look in the mirror, those eyes looking back, they're the windows to the soul, and I see my soul getting cloudy again. I go, okay, come on, go back, make amends, tell them you're sorry. I won't do that again. You know, I don't have any days like that. I do a list every night. And I have very few days in my life now, after almost 30 years, uh, yeah. that I have to go back and, and make amends the next day for something I did or said that uh, just wasn't the right thing. So, but it's all in practice and, and you can't have it. Everybody comes in, they want it right now, right away, just like I did. And that's why I'm, I'm reflecting on, you know, 30 years in October. And what was it like the first day? What was it like the first year? You know, what was it like the first five years? And it's uh, the difference in me. I don't think anybody else has changed that much, but. The difference in my change, everybody else seems to be wonderful people. I thought they were all a bunch of assholes. It seems I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was, that, changed, you, you saw everybody as not. an asshole because you were an asshole. Like, that yeah. was why. <laughs> when I changed, they became 
nice. You're like my parents. You know, I thought they didn't know a damn thing when I left home at 17 joined the Army. Yeah. But uh, when I was 30, they got real smart real fast. Yeah, that's I didn't, right. I, wow, how'd y'all get so, so smart? <laughs> that's right. You know, I, that's, you know I, I, I host the Recover Yourself workshop, and the workshop really kind of focuses on a lot of that. Like, like you are going to change the people around you when you change, I was on an air, I was on a, yeah. I was on a, I was on a flight one day and, and I was talking to somebody about what I do and, you know, all my recovery stuff, whatever, whatever. And he was just like, Hey, you know, if somebody that, you know, you love and care for, like wants to stop using, but like, are, would they be able to like, just moderate? And I was like, can people moderate? And I was like, well, yes, people can moderate. The problem is, is the people that want to moderate are probably not the people that can. Right. <laughs> you know, but, you know, then I started talking to him about the truth of like, look, if you start to, you know, look at the problems that, uh, if you start to look at the problems that you are, um, doing right if you start to look at the problems that you have with this other person then you will be able to look at those problems that you have with them with yourself and if you look at yourself then i bet you'll start seeing them differently and their actions that you're judging will actually change that doesn't mean that that they're going to go and get help and that doesn't mean but you are going to start perceiving it differently and you're going to want to change you're going to want to change them less yeah and that's the big goal here and this is where like give evil nothing to oppose if he this guy that was talking to me was talking about his wife who mm-hmm. was you know kind of a lush at the time i suppose and and he had a rule that in his mind that she is doing something badly and she doesn't want to ask for help if he could just recognize in his life where he's not asking for help he will not have anything that evil that that drinking that she's doing that that he sees as evil won't have anything to oppose because he is starting to face it within himself mm-hmm. and he's starting to embrace it within himself and then that evil will go away by itself meaning hopefully that when he allows space for his wife to not feel as if she is evil or the things that she is doing is are evil then she will like like i said with my recovery when someone just looked at me and said hey are you cool i don't care what you do but are you cool like without having that evil without me being wrong without me being judged i was able to eventually find my way to recovery mm-hmm yeah, it took me five years of not drinking and being the same dumbass asshole that I was when yep. I was drinking, not changing. Just clean, living dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just uh, it took me five years to say, okay, I've had enough. I need, I need more than this. If this is all I'm getting out of it, then it's not, it's not going to do me. I had to, you know, get help, get advice, find somebody to to talk me through it, explain to me more, instead of just bragging about. Uh, my bright light experience and everything. And that's, I mean, they, they had me talking things when that, as soon as I came out of the treatment center. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoa, all right. I'm a superstar. What you got to do, be my ego and I'll be your friend forever. But, uh, yeah. after five years that, that almost killed me. 
I was ready to hang myself in the basement. I really was. Yeah. But I knew I couldn't drink again. That was not a, a possibility at all. But I couldn't go on living just miserable life with no understanding of how to live without drinking. I've been doing this since I was 15 and stopped when I was 30. And I had no idea what any kind of life without alcohol was. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing if you're uh, ready to give up the misery and, and take on some of the joy that life has to offer and uh, kind of live with the normal, the earthlings, kind of live with the earthlings without strife and without always being at odds with them and thinking that, uh, why did they pick on me? <laughs> that's right that's right you know like they're all they're i i i talk to people a lot of times about this idea of like there are no other people when you look out at the world you're just seeing another part of yourself mm-hmm. you know and it's like when we look out and we see people judging us that's because we're judging us when we look out and see people like and that's all that that all this is when governing a small country it's like frying a small fish you spoil it with too much poking don't poke around so much don't try and like poke holes in other people's shit because that's all on you yeah. when you can get when you can get to a place of just like like leaving it alone and letting these things be you know you can center your country in the dow and evil will have no power it means like like all of those bad things that you think are kind of being pushed upon you that's there's no there's no power there if you center yourself in Tao if you center yourself in who you are. Once yeah, again, it's not that 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 evil doesn't exist, but you'll be able to get out of its way because yeah. you aren't falling for the idea that like someone is hurting you or someone is doing something for you or or, or against you. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that I could walk by a room with no windows and the doors closed, hear people laughing, and think they were laughing at me. That's right. And, you know, they didn't know I was out in the hallway. But in my mind, you know, they were laughing at me because I wasn't right. I was not good enough. I was, you know, didn't belong. And I wanted to, but I didn't. And so I just, you know, said, well, screw them people. They're all crazy and they're all bad and they're all evil and I'm good. And uh, the truth is that what I don't like in you is what I don't like in myself. That's right. And I want unconditional love from learning how to like myself with my faults and my defects that I will always have. I can't remove them. God will when he sees it's time to remove them. Some of them I may need. I may need to have a little bit of self. You just dropped. So if you want to come back up, please, we'll just land that really quick. But yeah, give evil nothing to oppose. And you can, uh, and it will disappear by itself. When, when I uh, just started turning uh, everything over to the higher power and letting him uh, worry about it and me go on about doing the next right thing, then uh, people weren't so bad and I didn't have so much evil in my life and worried about, afraid of losing things I, I had or not getting things I wanted. That's, the, that's my evil right there is, is my mind, uh, my fear of losing the things that, that I have or not getting the things that I want. I had to learn to be grateful every day for what I need because I have everything I need today. I don't have everything I want, but I have everything that I need. And as long as I keep that mindset, 
keep that gratitude going, then I don't I don't have problems with the world, and I don't have feel like there's any evil out to get me. I'm not fighting anything, so there's nothing nothing there for evil to mess with. That's right. Yeah, so beautiful. Yep, and and it just disappears by itself, and that's then that's the point here. Give evil nothing to oppose. Once you yeah. recognize your flaws, once you recognize your character defects, once you recognize your shit, then you are, and and you don't judge it. You just say, okay, this is here, and I see that, and I'm going to. But there's nothing for evil to oppose. You just be present with who you are, how you are, and it will disappear by itself. Thank you so much, William. Well, thank you. I gotta go walk my little doggy now. All right, you enjoy that. You guys, you guys have a good time. Oh yeah, that's part. That's that's part of my zen there. You know, I'm walking him, and I'm not thinking about anything but walking him. And I talk to him, and all my neighbors think I'm crazy, so they run inside and lock the doors. But that's another story. That is. We'll talk soon. <laughs> you have a great day. You have a great weekend, brother. All right, so we covered sixteen. William and I covered sixty. Um, I am open to have. Uh, have you come up and pick a number between one and eighty-one? And uh, if you want, uh, I know I got a couple people through the room. I don't know how many people are here, but if you have a number between one and eighty-one you want to choose, I would love to have you come up. Uh, I covered my number today, which is sixteen, so I got no backup. It means like we're gonna probably end soon. I want to just tell everybody that I do have a workshop coming up on Tuesday, and for the following two Tuesdays, so the seventh, fourteenth, and twenty-first. It's nice when Tuesdays come on 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 the sevens because it's always seven, twenty-one, fourteen, twenty-eight. You know, I I, I know those are off the top of my head, but if uh, if it's an eight, then I have to be like eight. It's fifteen. 22 <laughs> start start having to do math in my head so yeah my recover yourself workshop is all about recovering yourself recovering to who you are and when we do that we start to drop the influence that we carry we stop to drop all of the influences that we've picked up over oh throughout our lives from our parents to teachers and the education system the economic system all of these crazy things well two people jumped up real quick and i think joseph uh, Mojo came up first, and then Kelly. Kelly, I've had you wait twice this week. I'm so sorry. Hopefully, you all is well. Mojo, how are you? You are muted or something? Um, maybe. I give everybody thirty seconds. Yes. Yep, there you are. Okay. Birds, right. man. I don't... <laughs> I'm on the golf course right now, so I'm going to go with number eighteen. Number eighteen. You're on the golf course. Are you just taking a walk, or are you doing no, playing? I'm on hole nine right now. You're on hole nine. Look at you. All right. When the great Tao is forgotten, goodness and piety appear. When the body's intelligence declines, cleverness and knowledge step forth. When there is no peace in the family, filial piety begins. When the country falls into chaos, patriotism is born. Oh, hey, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for the game. Joe, Joe? You, are, you are playing golf. Yes, sir. I just had to say goodbye to my twosome. I'm all with. I'm all right with you now, Martin. Just you and me. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I, I got you. We're, 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 you know, Good. we are. We are. We are on the course right now. This is where we are. So, this is where we are. Um, That's right. So, so this, 
this, you know, I, I, I enjoy this piece because it is all about dissolution of stuff. I don't know what's going on in your day with the golf and, and other things like this is really early. It's like 630 right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This is why I get to be in your queue long before you're saying, and now I'm going to wrap it up. Oh, there's Mojo. Just got into the oh, queue. <laughs> yeah, just got in the queue. Look at that. So you're already on, on, on the ninth hole. Yeah, I was here before the sun came up and there was a couple of, uh, elderly gentlemen who are obviously retired and maybe vets who play together regularly. And they said, you want to join me? And I said, absolutely. And so the clubhouse wasn't even open yet. I have to pay on my way out, but I'm, we're here with the birds and uh, it's overcast, but cool, not even wearing a jacket and just really enjoying it. So I spent the last eight holes listening to Daryl and talking with him. And as I told him, and you'll, you'll find this fascinating perhaps that this is the best round I've had in a long time because I'm not thinking about golf at all. I'm thinking about really deep thoughts and good conversations and I'm not overthinking anything. I'm just in the moment, enjoying the day and it's the best golf I've played in who knows how long. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so important to be able to take your mind out. And yes. that is so Dow. Like, because if you're here thinking about what is going to happen, you are not here in this moment. Absolutely. And being here in this moment, just kind of like dealing with whatever is here, right? Dealing with every step you're taking, dealing, you know, keeping your mind on your breath, keeping your mind on this conversation, what have you. Like all of that is so, such a, such a beautiful thing to just trust. And, and in this piece, we have when the body's intelligence declines, cleverness and knowledge step forth. Like this is where... Where if you're clever about your game, if you're knowledgeable about how to play, if you're holding on to all of that information, you're not trusting the body's intelligence. And the body keeps the score. And the body's out here showing you where to go and how to do it and how to enjoy your time right now in your body. That's exactly right. Yeah, I'm living proof. I'm, I'm walking and enjoying that exact concept in reality right now. And... You know, it's just sort of counterintuitive, right? That if I'm not concentrating on my swing or on the ball or on the hole or the hazards, then how in the world am I going to golf? But it's actually the opposite is true by just enjoying the moment and breathing and, and my, my thoughts are on this conversation that we're having. And so I'm not so caught up in mechanics or I would say this is kind of a stretch, but I like this idea. I'm not so concerned about the outcome, right? I'm just enjoying the process. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not even keeping score, right? I'm not, I didn't even pull the app out that says what the distances are, what right. hole I'm on. I just, I, I intentionally decided I'm not going to keep score because what the score does, it's a judgment already. Did I do well? Did I not? Did I get the par right. or less? Then I'm worried about what's my score overall. So I'm thinking about the future and it keeps me way out of the moment. So by having these conversations, I'm having the best golf and I, I don't know what the score is, but I know it's way better than normal just because I'm not concerned about any of the outcomes at all. I've let those go. That's right. And you're just here right now with what is. Yeah. And with these my, conversations are ways for you to just distance yourself from this moment. Now, getting to that place where you can, you know, be there without the conversation, that's that's the next step, right? Like <laughs> right, that's, right. That's when the great Tao is not forgotten, right? Because so when the great Tao is forgotten, goodness and piety appear. Goodness and piety like our, our, our definitions and ways to be ways to yes. honor your surroundings and ways to honor what it is you're doing. That goodness and piety yields to this idea of like the body's intelligence. Like you are able to embrace 
like the hierarchy of your breath and, and all of this sort of uh, experience so that you can be present with Tao. When the great yeah. bo- when the body's intelligence declined, cleverness and knowledge step forward. This is this is why we keep score. We keep score of things because we have lost faith with the intelligence <laughs> of the body. We yes. don't trust the body, so we have to keep score. We don't so trust true. the body. We we don't trust the body's intelligence, so we want to remember things. Ah. But then, really, trusting the body is like. Well, I, I don't have to remember that until I need it. I don't have to store it because storing it takes energy and storing it mm. creates, creates ideas about the future because it's like, oh, remember when that happened? That yeah. wasn't good. I remember the last time it was cold and overcast and I didn't have a good game. Yep. You, don't have, you don't have to, like, there's, there's no reason to be clever or knowledgeable here. You just be here. Yep. And in fact, those accumulation of memories, which are judgments, can be judgments, yeah. uh, that is also clutter. So I think of, you know, a, a storage on a computer. If you keep too many files, especially the files that you, you don't no longer need, I think I'm totally guilty of this, you know, uh, projects that I worked on 10 years ago that there's no way I'll ever want or need them again, but they're taking up room on my hard drive. That's clutter. And eventually I have to purge that, right? So... I love this, but so there's two sides to memory here too. Then there's also a muscle memory that's required in my body that says I can golf. Because if I didn't learn the mechanics, if I didn't practice, if I didn't know how to use a club or if I didn't know the rules of the game, then I can't just show up and say, oh, I'm just going to be in the moment and be a golfer. You can't do that, right? So so there's two two things going on. There's There's the memories of the judgments. Am I doing good or bad? Am I keeping score? What happened last hole, last game? But then there's also the trusting the intuition, as you're talking about the, the body memory that says, okay, I know how to do this. I've practiced it. Now let's just enjoy the moment and let the muscle memory kick in rather than the analytical side of my brain that's telling me all the thousand adjustments I should make with my hands or my body or my, whatever, my eyes. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Andy Scarantino the other day and we were talking about intuitive eating. And, and mm. she, she does, she, she's like, she's a coach and she talks about health and a lot of things and what have you and, and, and diet culture and all of this stuff. And, and one of the things that we were talking about is if you don't, if you don't have, if your body doesn't have knowledge of healthy food and you try to intuitively eat, you're going to intuitively eat junk food because exactly. you don't have the knowledge of how yeah. to play golf. Like you're saying. Yeah. Look at any teenager, their instincts are telling them the exact wrong thing, Right. So they haven't gained they haven't gained any mastery over their intuition because they haven't practiced that right. So it's a, something that you develop. So I love this um, this tension, this, this dynamic tension between learning the skills through repetition until it becomes innate and you got this muscle memory, and then you don't have to think about it anymore. Which a lot of athletes would say that's flow state, where I was just in the groove, right, and and I'm hitting shots without thinking about it at all. Oh, for a newbie, that's like, what What the hell are you talking about? Ever right, someone, that's been there, someone that's been there, you're like, yeah, so all those hours in the gym, all those hours on the course, all those hours on the driving range, or all those hours of meditation are now they're kicking in and I'm no longer having to analyze anything. It's just flowing. Right. And it's not a destination. It's like you could look at where you're at as a destination, but the thing is, is you're continuing to learn right now. Did I yeah. send you down, right? Yeah. I'll be in debate in a second. Okay, cool. Okay, sorry about that. 
to make sure I pay. So I know that like, you know, you're continuing to learn, like you're learning about this state right now through this state that you're in right now. Yeah. In fact, yeah, that's beautiful. If you want to John, because while I was having a conversation with Daryl, which had nothing to do with golf, um, I was learning not just about what we were talking about, but I was also learning how to not overanalyze my game and enjoy just the right. swing and let, let muscle memory kick in. So I'm actually learning on multiple levels without yeah. even, without thinking, without striving. And it's also practice. It's like practice. Mm -hmm. You're practicing yeah. to not be attached. You're practicing. <laughs> and, and just like you said about your game, the more you practice, the better you get. Yeah, absolutely. And the yeah. less you have to think about it, the less you have to be in that. For sure. Yeah. The word practice is really fascinating to me. Um, cause at what point are you no longer practicing, but you become the master? Most of the masters that you talk to, they have no idea when that moment happened, right? It wasn't like, okay, four years, eight months, three days, I became a master. In fact, most masters don't necessarily even call themselves a master because they are continuing to practice their skill, their mastery, their, whatever their, their, um, you know, abilities are. And so even the masters don't consider themselves the masters because they too are continuously learning. Yeah. And, and, and it's such a journey and that's what we're all on. We're on this journey of just learning, increasing our knowledge and letting it go like practice, you know, and, and I, I remember telling my, my nephew one time, it's like, what, what are you practicing? Do you want to, you know, he, he was in a state of lying all the time. And I was like, well, do you want to be a liar when you get older? And he was like, well, no. And I was like, well, maybe you don't want to practice being one. Mm, that's a great, yeah. So the, you'll like this illustration. Then I was, uh, I was at a men's breakfast years ago, and Dell Harris was the speaker, and he was the coach of the Lakers back in the day, and he'd won championships on every level of his coaching, and he faced the statement that caught us all off guard. He said, "Of all the players I've ever coached over the my 45 years in basketball, I've never met a player who practiced free throws as much as Shaquille O'Neal," and we were like, "What?" Shaquille O'Neal, he's the worst free throw. You know, he, his percentage is terrible. People foul him because they yeah. know he's not going to make a free throw. And he says, yeah, he says, so here's the deal. Practice does not make perfect. Because yeah. if you practice if you practice something wrong, you'll get really, really good at doing it really, really bad. Thus, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. He says it's perfect practice that makes perfect. Or as Jim Quick would say, practice makes progress. But right. the only way that works is if you're practicing the right thing. <laughs> right? So the, right. that's another layer there. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this one finishes off as, 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 you know, as we dissolve away from the Tao more when there's no peace in the family, filial piety begins, which just really kind of states, well, now you're paying lip service to the, uh, to the uh, uh to the familial hierarchy so sure. you're going to pay yeah. lip service to you know the governmental hierarchy or whatever the, the hierarchy of your community the hierarchy of your group and it's like even your boss same thing yep. even your boss absolutely yeah. even your yeah. boss yep and then when I a agree. country falls into chaos patriotism is born mm. and that's the yeah. you know flag waving blind following just not 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 being critical not being critical of you know like that's just like filial piety right not being critical of the hierarchy but you know, you're losing more and more and more of that of you're losing more and more touch with the great Tao, 
which is yeah. even even just trusting the body, trusting this moment, understanding that this is going to bring you to the next place. Yeah, so I, uh, I associate patriotism with um, you go from uh, rules and regulations and laws to ideals, right? Because patriotism is about I'm going to protect freedom at all costs. I, I believe in a cause, right? So it's almost like zealousness at that point. Mm-hmm. I, don't like, I don't like patriotism when it becomes um, an us and them mentality and it becomes a judgment. We're better than you, all that kind of stuff. But the patriotism that says I'm going to put my life on the line to break down the tyranny of oppression, however you define that in my country, in my community, that that kind of patriotism is incredibly powerful because now you are you are so committed to a an ideal a cause that all all bets are off i'll do anything you know i'll I'll sacrifice anything because i believe it not just for me but for my community my country my family whatever that might be yeah and in that you will find deep paradox yes totally absolutely every time every time yeah agree mojo Good luck with your game today, man. I really thank you, really brother. Hope that, I really hope you you. Yeah, I, I really hope at the end of the day you feel like wow, I shot a good game. I already do. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Score. I love that. You enjoy <laughs> it. Enjoy and enjoy the overcast and enjoy the enjoy the grass and and just yeah. everything that surrounds you. Thank you, brother. Have a good day. You too, man. All right, bringing up Kelly Swenson. Are we out on another hike this morning? And is it overcast where you are? It is overcast. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> well, you it's and Mojo so are under the perfect. same sky. Oh, really? Oh, it's so perfect. It's the most perfect. This is my favorite weather across the or board. Is it like the sun is my degrees second. and overcast? Yes. Yes. Is it? Oh, wow. And where oh, I'm at, good. there's, I don't know the temperature because I don't ever look at that sort of thing. Sorry. Okay. Probably. You, well, that's fine. Uh, are you, are you, or something. <laughs> okay. Well, if you are you are you wearing sleeves? I have sleeves on. Yeah, and pants. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, Fully then you covered. know maybe it's so, maybe it's maybe it's between sixty and seventy-two somewhere. <laughs> Sixty-five that and seventy-two. Accurate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a nice crisp morning. It smells good. It's all green and wet. Mm. There's trees, every kind of tree almost. There's so many different kinds of trees and hills and yeah. And and it's and it's foggy. It's like dusky. It's if it was slightly sprinkling, just like that misty kind of sprinkle, then I would just melt. It'd be perfect. <laughs> I do like those mornings. Just like you breathe and there's just like it's it's like a it's like a, a morning on the Scottish plains. <laughs> yes. So good. So every everywhere I've ever been with weather, like when it's this kind of weather, it's so memorable. It just like sticks really good. It's good. All right. Well, we are we are here to Dow together. You sound you sound much more relaxed today. Is it because it's Friday? (laughs) I don't know. I I don't actually know. I'm driving my friend's car all the way to Phoenix. Afterwards. You're driving to Phoenix, picking, picking the children up, and then coming back. And I have to be back before 5 p.m. on Sunday, so I'll have to pack them and do my normal routines of cleaning and oh, so whatever you're I do. California with you for a while now. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm going to be good. sitting them in the camper with me, 
and so they're gonna so be wait you, you'll have all... so you'll have do, do you <laughs> how how many people are gonna be in the camper three three three, three like total yeah so you're bringing um so maddox isn't coming no, just Holland and Monet. Just yeah. Holland and Monet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well that's good. <laughs> so that's there's good. not like a lot of relaxed going on. I think it's just um Yeah, no, it's that's just not... the weather. Yeah. Enjoy, <laughs> it. Enjoy it. So you got you got a lot of driving this weekend. Yeah, I and mean, you have to time it perfectly because you can't leave or enter Los Angeles at specific times of day. It has to be like four AM or like 7 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> and you only have, yeah. well, the, the four, like, I think you have from 4 a.m. to like 11 a.m. That's a nice broad window of no traffic or very little traffic. Cause I think, I, I don't think people get up very early. <laughs> I remember, I remember driving around LA when I was down there and it was like, Oh, I can, I can get around until noon. Like once noon <laughs> comes, everyone's going to lunch and I, and I'm fucked. I just can't do it. But not on the freeway in and out. Like, that's like, it's like you'll just sit in traffic. If you hit it at certain times of day, you mm. just sit. You'll spend three hours sitting when you could have just slept in and left a different time. Like, yeah. I get that. So, it's, yeah. a, it's a tough, it's a tough, yeah. It's a, it's, you got to manage that. All right. Yeah, so what do we have the thing. for today. Um, <sighs> 72. 72. Did you just do that one? No, you didn't. Did I did you? not do 72. I mean, okay. I think I have done 72 recently. Uh, when they lose their sense of awe, people turn to religion. When they no longer trust themselves, they begin to depend upon authority. Therefore, the master steps back so that people won't be confused. He teaches without teaching so that people will have nothing to learn. I did this one recently. That's why. What did you do recently? I did this number. You did do this number recently. Yes. Well, let's look let's at do a something different to translation. It. Let's just look at okay. a different translation. Is that okay? Mm -hmm, yeah. All right. So 72 by Isabel Mears. If the people do not dread majesty. Wow, that's a hell of a line. If the people do not <laughs> dread majesty then great majesty will come to them. Let them guard the innermost of their dwellings. Let them press towards the innermost of their life. The master indeed is not bound. That is why he is not bound. Oh, Isabel, that is how, <laughs> that is how the self-controlled man knows the self and perceives the not self. He loves the self and honors the not self. Therefore, he passes away from the latter and takes hold of the former. I love her. I love yeah. her. She's so flamboyant, but, but perfect with it. It's so I'm smiling at it as well. Oh, okay. Is, is so this well? one sounds so much different than the other one. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, maybe it even has different meanings. So let's, let's look at this. Let's, let's, let's start looking at this. Like if the people do not dread majesty, then great majesty will come to them. 
What is majesty? Majesty. Mm, majesty majestic. is like is that. <clears throat> oh, I don't want to cut you off. It's just no, it's, no, no, when no. something's great, when something's big, when something's really like just like huge and grand, right? Like and, and kind of dominant. Well, I would majesty, I think, is something a little bit more mystical. Um, I think it might be like majesty, royal power, impressive stateliness, dignity, or beauty. Ooh, so when you don't dread being seen, you don't dread like maybe taking the role of of being seen, of being experienced, this is actually really relevant for me. When you're mm -hmm. like, when you're, when you're totally okay with being at the head of the line or in charge or the leader or visible or on stage. Yeah, like if you, and, and, you know, it's interesting they use the word dread, right? If people do not dread majesty, if people do not dread being seen, let's like use that. If people do not dread being seen, they don't focus on it. They don't focus on it. Like it's, it's, it's almost inconsequential. It's not that they want it. They don't dread it, right? They're not trying to move towards it. They're just allowing it to be. It's like whether or not majesty is in their life, it's not a problem. So because they don't dread it, once again, they're not trying to get it, but they don't dread it. They, the, then great ma majesty will come to them. They will be able to understand great majesty. They will be able to understand being seen. And maybe great majesty is even deeper than that, even deeper. It's like understanding the whole that is being seen through you. Because you are the Tao as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like centering and peace. So it's like when you don't like run from your authenticity, you know, when you don't run from it, when you're not like afraid of it, you don't dread it, then you will have a peaceful, authentic place that you'll be in. Mm-hmm. And that will come to you, right? Like... So then it goes, let them guard the innermost of their dwellings and let them press mm. towards the innermost of their life. That's a, that's a hard one, actually. Uh, let them guard the innermost of their dwellings. Does that mean, does that mean like their house like could that mean their house like let them like lock their front door but when they are looking at the innermost of their life which is the innermost of who they are they are pressing inward constantly so is this about the external and internal let them guard the it's innermost of their dwelling good. let them press let them press oh, towards the innermost of their life. Mm. So it would be a good thing because it would be like really connecting deeply with yourself, knowing you. Mm -hmm. I guess guard would be just like not allowing other, 
influences. You know, right. Not, this is what least. Dr. Rao's always telling me about. Like, don't let others influence you. Yeah. I'm on my coyote spot. And stay there. in the innermost of your life. Stay within yourself. Don't let others influence you and stay within yourself. Yeah. The master indeed is not bound. That is why he is not bound. That's a bit like the master <laughs> indeed is not bound. That is why he is not bound. Indeed, his actions, right? Indeed, so. that's one word. But mm. I guess it could be indeed in his actions. The master is not bound in his actions. That's why he's not bound in his life. That's like yeah. if you make plans and are unable to sway from those plans, <clears throat> then you're bound by those plans. Thus, you're bound by the idea that you said something before and you're not bound by who you were six hours ago. You're who you are now. I could buy that. <clears throat> I could buy that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it makes it makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, add, does that then relate to um, your the innermost dwellings and the innermost life? Yes, I think so, because like it is about like moment to moment being present. Does that revolve around if he if a, if the people do not dread majesty, then great majesty will come to them. If the people do not dread majesty, then great majesty will come to them. The master mm. indeed is not bound. That is why he. So the people don't dread you if you are the master. Like Maybe. The people should not dread you. Right. If you like it, if right. Okay. So if the people do not dread the master, then the master will come to them. Like that. That's that's just the the abstract concept of the master. Maybe. Let them guard their innermost dwellings. Let the people guard their, their, their house and stuff. But trust that they're going to press toward their inner life by doing that. Like, let them lock their doors. If they don't dread the master, the master will come to them. Let them today lock their doors and press inward to themselves because that's how the master will show themselves in their life as themselves. The master indeed is not bound. He's not bound by, he's not bound away from each and every one of us, even if we are bound to our things or the physical world. That is why he is not bound. He is indeed not bound. And so he's not bound away from the people who are locking their doors and guarding their innermost dwellings. I, I don't had know. this image of like yeah. the master like the people being it's like we're, we're each two separate entities yeah and we try to bring them together into one so we are the master and we are the people, the people. Yep. the Tao is when they're both of them yeah yeah absolutely that is how the self-controlled man knows the self and perce perceives the not self you know the self the, the biggest self and you perceive the not self you perceive the body you perceive this mortal world he loves the self 
and honors the not self. He honors the fact that we're faulty. He honors the fact that we're, that we only can achieve so much in this body. Therefore, he passes away from the latter and takes hold of the former. And that's death. Therefore, he passes away from the latter, the not self. You pass away from the not self and you take hold of the former. Which it is, is this paradox that's dying. That's dying to be, to be at one with the Tao again. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just dying as identity. But I think that therefore he passes away because he knows that there's separation. You just cut out. You can just uh, come back up if you want to finish this. Otherwise, we um, can leave it there. You will come back up. Good. If the people do not dread mastery, then great majesty, majesty. If the people do not dread majesty, then great majesty will come to them. If you don't dread the majesty that's within you, then the majesty that's within you will open up. Until that happens, let them guard the innermost of their dwellings. Let them guard the innermost of their dwellings. I don't know if that necessarily means house, but their stuff. Until that happens, let them guard their stuff, but let them press toward the things that are important in life, their innermost of their life. Don't try to force your teaching on other people. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let them guard. Let them, let them do what they do. That's cool. Like... But let them, in their own way, press towards the innermost of their life. The master, is indeed, is not bound by this. And the master is within each of us. So they can do what they want. And the master is still within them. That is why he is not bound. And is not bound to be only in the, in the hands of the master. He's bound to be in the hands of all of the people. Mm, because it's literally like you're 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 on your journey, right? Like you have to figure it out. Like this is that's whatever right. you came into this life for. So that's right. It's absolutely just about like you'll get there in your own time or you won't, but that is your own time no matter what. That's and right. And like the master will be there waiting to be like a part master. of you whenever you are willing to do so. Already. That is how the self controlled man knows the self. The self controlled man knows the self by having gone mm. through this. It's total duality, yeah. Yeah, and perceives the not-self. So the self-controlled man knows the self because he's perceived all of this. He sees it, and he's experienced it, but he perceives the not-self. He perceives the thing that is greater than all of it. You could write a fiction book on this one verse. (laughs) He loves the self, and he loves all of this action, all of this life, all of the money, all of the work, all of the sweat, all of the tears, all of the feelings. He loves it. He loves this self, this body, this self that we all carry and honors the not self. Through that, through being who we are, we are honoring the highest form of Tao. Therefore, he passes yeah. away. He is ready for death. Therefore, he passes away from the latter. He passes away from the not self. Or he passes away, for, yeah, from the not self and takes hold of the former, which is the self. You take hold of this life. You live this life in this body. And you let go of this idea that there is something bigger. You let go and you just trust that it's bringing you there. Whoa, that's good. Mm-hmm.
was a good one. So I'm gonna reread Stephen Mitchell. And we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> I feel a little bad for Stephen Mitchell right now, but go ahead. Because you know, like when they lose their sense of awe, people turn to religion. When they no longer trust themselves, they begin to depend upon authority. Therefore, the master steps back so people won't be confused. He teaches without teaching, and people will have nothing to learn. Yes, it gets a lot deeper with hers. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. I can see where he came up with his. But this is, this is, this, and this, this took a lot more work. That's good, though. That's yeah, good. very good, very good. Very nice. Therefore, he passes away from the latter and takes hold of the former. Kelly. Just a, yeah, authenticity and like, and like, just not at all. Um, don't force it. Just allow. allow just allow. Right? Yeah. You can't, you can't avoid the Tao from working its way through you. So just be here. Don't think about it. You already are the master. Just allow it. To you are the master. Yep. That's right. And the master will find its way. It's not bound by your mind. It's not bound by anything. Hmm. Well, I hope all of your driving goes smoothly this weekend. Thanks. Me too. Me too. <laughs> and um, I will, uh, and I am, I am taking a weekend break from, from wisdom. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to be stepping away, but. But uh, we'll be in touch, and I uh, and once again, drive safe, and uh, my best to you and the kids, and hopefully everybody enjoys the the trailer. Uh, and hopefully you enjoy your the trailer, <laughs> your weekend as well. Thank you very much. Have a great one. You too. Love you. Bye bye. Okay. Well. That seems like a good place to end as any. If anybody wants to step up, definitely you can. Um, but I am going to be checking out. I want you guys to know that I have workshops. And if you enjoy and are benefiting from the work that I do, definitely taking um, Dr. Goodman. Dr. Goodman's going to come up. We'll pick a number and we'll see what he has to bring to the table. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, good. Let's go with 65. 65. I will be 65 this year. 65. Off we go to 65. Um, all right. I'm just taking a note. Uh, number 65. The ancient masters didn't try to educate the people, but kindly taught them to not know. When they think that they know the answer, people are difficult to guide. When they know that they know, people can find their own way. When they know that they don't know, people can find their own way. My apologies. If you want to learn how to govern, avoid being clever or rich. The simplest pattern is the clearest. Content with an ordinary life, you can show all people the way back to their own true nature. That's 65. Wow. I know you're My writing a book these days. Is that right? Yes, yeah, right. Um, that's um, right. So, so let's, yeah, let's, let's look at, let's look at all this, like content with an ordinary life. You can show all people the way back to their true nature. What are your thoughts? Sticking with the basics and, uh, being willing to learn, even though you do know, it's being willing to 
unlearn to relearn. Yeah. When they think they know the answer, people are difficult to guide. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah, I always have that. Um, uh, I have it on my website, actually. Learn, unlearn, and relearn. Yes. Okay. The ancient masters didn't try to educate the people, but kindly taught the people to not know. That's so, you know, like, all this uh, when, questioning. Yeah. Um, when uh, the vice principal said, uh, another teacher, in, uh, when I went, to, we, when we integrate, I, I was getting off the bus and she said, why integrate the blacks going to amount to nothing? Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was like more determination for me because of my upbringing and uh, my uncle will always come over there and, and say, a penny for your thought. Mm. You, know, you know, and that just like encouraged me to go forward, you know, and like now I do, I think about them things on uh, what is uh, really prejudice, racist, you know, and who else, you know, and the closest person to you could hate you the most. It's true. And and when someone hates you, when somebody, they already, they already know. They already have yeah. an answer. They already the, know that this is bad or this, they don't like this or whatever. And that's why, that's why the master doesn't try to educate the people on anything. Just, just. If I can show you, if I can prove to you that you don't know that I'm doing the best thing, you don't know the answer. You know, like, I know I'm guilty of wanting to know the answer sometimes, but it's like, the more I don't know, the better I can approach every situation. And I can approach it with an open heart and I can approach it with an open mind. The 65 continues to say when they, when they think that they know the answer, people are difficult to guide. But when they know that they don't know, people can easily find their own way. You don't have to guide them. That's the thing. Like, <clears throat> once people know that they don't know, you don't have to guide them anywhere. You, they, you just let them find their own way. But if they think that they know, they become difficult to guide. And so, like, if you, if you know, like, if we look at you know politics right now, if you think you know that the Republicans are right, or if you think you know that the uh, Democrats are right, well, then you become difficult to guide. Now, all of a sudden, you think you know the answer. And that's one way of doing things. But that's not necessarily the way that things should be done. You just think you know the way that it should be done. Right. Because my uh, cousin, he came, uh, we was really close. And uh, he uh, asked me a question, and I said, I'm the one dyslexic, and everybody always uh, asking me uh, what the answer is. And he said, well, I must be dyslexic, too, because I sure don't know. No. Yeah. But it's so good. It's, you know, like, we in our world, we have this kind of penchant to want to know. We look things up, we email, we, 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 we ask people, we go to Google, we do all of this stuff just so that we can 
pretend to know. Right. You know, so I mean, and, and it, it does feel good to me to, okay, I, I, I know what's one and one, uh, one plus one, you know, but uh, someone else talking about one plus one, they might have uh, a different uh, viewpoint why they're using one plus one. So right. it's a, don't assume uh, they are saying it for uh, what you're thinking, you know. So, right. yes, I, I got that. Right. If you want to learn how to govern, avoid being clever or rich. And govern is just, you know, leading people in any way or even in your body. You, you, you stop mm -hmm. trying to be clever. Stop right. trying to be smart. Just, just. The simple pattern is the clearest. Just be simple. Simple in your thoughts, simple in your actions. Don't try to be clever. Don't try to manipulate. Don't try to change people. Just be simple. Be a simple pattern in the world. Content with an ordinary life, you can show all people the way back to their own true nature. You don't have to have extravagancies you don't have to be smart. You don't have to be anything. You can just be here. And by being here, you will show everybody back to their own true nature and they will find it themselves. You don't have to guide them. The ancient masters didn't try to educate the people. They just kindly taught them to not know. Content with an ordinary life, they show the people the way back to their own true nature. Yes, and that's sticking with the basics. Yep. Basic, simple patterning. Just do what you do. You do your gardening. You write your book. You spend time with... Spend time in your garden. Spend time with your neighbor. Be here. Be simple. Be present. Right. Yeah. Somebody, uh, like last night, Denise and I was writing on the book, you know, and then... Uh, I said, uh, you know, I'm getting sleepy, you know, these uh, words starting to go together, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and so she said, okay, well, then uh, let's uh, let's do one more. You know, and, uh, well, uh, okay. You know, she said, you tired, huh? I said, yes, I'm really tired, you know, and I appreciate that you want to keep going, you know, and I acknowledge you for, you know, just supporting me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the name of the book is Unaware of Your Awareness. That's beautiful. And that's a that's a big problem in the world today. It sure is. You know? Yeah. Like people don't people just don't have enough awareness to be able to let go and they wanna they wanna know all the answers. The more you know, the less aware you are. Because you're not aware of what's happening. But you know what's going to happen. And that's unfortunate. That's right, you know. But you get to learn both ways, you know. Oh yeah, that's, right. that's what that's what Kelly and I were talking about—the idea that you can't stop yourself from becoming, from moving towards being a master. That's right. Thank you so much, Doctor. Yes, thank you. I just said the same thing, man. Absolutely. No, no, that, 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 that was good. Yes, no. it was a good one. It was a yeah. good one. Well, you have a yeah. wonderful weekend. We'll be in touch. Okay, you too, man. All right. All right. 
All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today for Dow of the Day. I'm Martin John. You're going to want to check out my links if you are benefiting from my work. I take tips through Venmo at martinjohn underscore Garcia. You can also set up Dr. Rao. Here we are. We're going to just about to end out, but I'm not going to leave Dr. Rao in the lurch. What's going on, my brother? Hi, Martin. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Good. That's it's all. I'm really glad. I'm gonna be taking. I'm gonna be taking the weekend off of wisdom. So I'm glad that we got a chance to chat and say hello. Yeah. You remember that uh, retreat I did? You know. Yes. Um. So, uh, basically, why where they are, even to look at it for some time, it's difficult. You know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, having a occasion where. They can look at what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's happening and also we don't have to be judgmental, you know. But uh, I discovered uh, that we need to first make understanding and then make that understanding come into reality, like a real in, the, in our life is a very, very uh, long process, really, you know. Yeah. And then... Um, um, at least taking the time to get off their regular uh, whatever doing was uh, also difficult because um, they always want to reach out for the phone and then do that, you see. So yeah. I have more framework now of how I'm going to do this with more people, you know. Good. Uh, uh, so that was the good thing. Anyway, I just popped up just to say hi to you and... Uh, I will. We'll talk more about it on Monday. Okay. Yes, sounds good. And and you know, like always, anytime. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be I, I in touch. Like, we'll be in I touch. would like to come to the pre of the um, retreat. I, I'm going to present to many of my friends. So this is what I'm going to do. Uh, what do you think? Do could you use yourself, or do you have people you want to refer that they could use that kind of thing? But then giving the most structure that I came out with, that will be good also for people to just listen, I think. Yeah, I think it's I good, to, you know, it's always good to just, you know, like yeah. share from, share, just share, yeah. that's all, yeah. that's beautiful. I'm going to send you that uh, Zoom link when it happens, and yeah. if you have time, you can come, okay? Always, always, always want to support what's going on, so thank I'll you so much. Okay, have a wonderful weekend. My yeah. best to your family, we'll be in touch. Thank you, bye. Okay, so uh, that was Dr. Rao. Definitely keep, keep definitely follow Dr. Rao. Um, wonderful. Uh, if you like what I do, you're gonna love what he does. <laughs> and I can't imagine if you like what I do, you're already not following uh, Dr. Rao. But um, thank you so much to Ashley and William, uh, Mojo, Kelly, and Dr. Goodman for coming up and, and sharing the Dow with me. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you um, for. Uh, you know, just, just being here with me and spending a little time talking about the Dow. I hope it's been helpful for you. And uh, once again, if you are new to my channel, check out my links and uh, reach out to me. DM me if you want to have a conversation. I can uh, Conversations with me can, can be pretty intense. So I would love to uh, sit down and talk about things. Give me a call and reach out when you are ready. I'm Martin John host of the Recover Yourself podcast and this, the Tao of the Day. Until next time, keep recovering yourself.